Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max. And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. From WBEZ Chicago, this is Nerdette. I'm Greta Johnson, and I cannot believe I am actually saying this, but 2020 is almost over. The end is near. It's been a super weird year. I don't have to tell you that. Uh, But we still thought it would be worthwhile to check in with some critics about some of the best stuff of 2020. Up first is podcast expert Nick Kwa. Nick, hey. Hello. It is the end. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a good end. It's like this is the apocalypse we've been waiting for, right? (laughs) Yes. Like it's the end of the movie Melancholia, but my arms are wide open and I'm chill. (laughs) (laughs) So how weird was it for you to think about the best stuff of this year, given just how weird the year was? I okay, it was pretty weird in large part because I moving through the year did not expect that it would be this hard to compile a list of best podcasts. Like, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, you know, everybody's freaked out about COVID. There's like, um, there's just fewer emotional relationships I thought that I formed with enough shows. Uh, but when I was going through the process, turns out, no, uh, this year has caused me to be very emotional, and therefore I had a lot of shows that I really loved, and mm-hmm. it was really hard to build a top 10 list. So I'm going to be really obnoxious and just ask you for your top one list. What do you think was the best new podcast of 2020? Super easy answer. Uh, Mm -hmm. It is Flintlines from The Atlantic, which is, um, you know, it's a hard show to listen to in general. It it, it reexamines the legacy of Hurricane Katrina. It's by Mm -hmm. uh, Van Newkirk II, who is a fantastic, he's a fantastic reporter and journalist to begin with, but he's just also a fantastic narrator. Hmm. The last big storm in New Orleans was Hurricane Betsy, 1965. And then, for 40 years, it was quiet. And the show is one of the most beautifully produced things I've ever heard. It's incredibly thoughtful in its sound design. It has some gorgeous scoring. And with Van as this really uh, measured, steady narrator at the heart of it, you're allowed to access this this tragedy and this trauma in a space that feels productive, in a face in a space that feels difficult but not immeasurably so. And wow. for that reason, uh, it was a good way to also cope with the tragedy around us right now. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. So I wonder also if there's something that maybe didn't actually come out this year, but that kind of helped you get through it that you think is worth recommending to people. Um, hmm, wow. There's, they're, they're, again, very emotional year. Uh, there was a lot of, I think, hiding in my like little pleasures of just like listening to a lot of sports <laughs> podcasts, listening to a lot of like old film podcasts. Mm. Um, this is a show that came out this year, and I'm I'm just gonna stump for it. And I don't think it's gonna be super appealing to people <laughs> who are not uh, in in my general sort of demographic in my in my sort of zone of thinking. But mm. it's a show called Time to Say Goodbye. Time to say goodbye. 
I've been thinking a lot about it. It's it's in many ways kind of the stereotype of what people kind of think about when they think about podcasts. It's three people sitting around talking about stuff. Um, and in this case, it's three Asian American. Two of them are journalists. One of them is a is an academic, and they're basically kind of shooting the shit on various issues relating to sort of Asian American stuff, mm-hmm. both within the context of pandemic, but within the context of politics more broadly. Uh, we started this because Asia and Asian Americans in particular have been large part of the conversation about coronavirus outbreak and the pandemic in a way that you know feels a little bit unfamiliar and honestly a little bit uncomfortable to. <laughs> To us who incredibly hard to get to if you don't already care about these people, about the issues, about um, the specific ideological lines that they're talking about. But to me, I think a lot about the show largely because like this is kind of the best of what you want from the community building spirit of podcasting, Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. find your people, you find your places to build out and and flesh out your identity. And um, this might be a cliche thing to say, but it's like it, it does feel like I found my little corner. Oh, I love that. <laughs> in a way that, like, I don't know, you know, a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters found their corners of Chapo Chap House for years. I'm like, oh, I feel what they're feeling. This is fantastic. <laughs> but no, I mean, I have to say, I really love that idea of, you know, like, even if it's not that specific podcast for people, like, to just spend some time kind of digging around and finding their corner and spending some time there, I think is a lovely recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, within the construct of, like, a best of list, right, it's a little bit hard to make those picks because... Because of just the distributed nature of culture these days. But uh, for sure, you got to be out here to, to stub for my people. I love it. So do you have any like honorable mentions that you would just like feel guilty not plugging before I let you go? Um, guilty is <laughs> an interesting word. I, I think I would say that I would be prof- professionally remiss if I did not mention the existence of this one episode for Reply All from earlier this year, which mm. is a phenomenon. It's the case of the missing hit. I I'm not recommending it because very likely people have already listened to it. But I just need to say that this show was the episode. This episode was the episode that a lot of people in my life who do not listen to podcasts told me about. Hmm. I'm singing this song that's stuck in my head. And she's asking me, like, what is this? What is this weird song you're singing? And so I was like, you don't know this song? This is like a huge thing in the 90s. I can't believe you don't know this song. So I pull my phone out to try to find it so that I can put it on Bluetooth and we can listen to it on the drive home. And I can't find a single lyric to this song. I can't figure out, you know, who made it. Nothing, no information. And the next, you know, the next 10, 15 minutes of our drive home is is quiet because I'm just sort of sitting <laughs> sitting in the passenger seat, like frantically searching for this <laughs> for this song. This is and, a genuine phenomenon that it's important to register in this incredibly messy and uh, loud year that <laughs> something broke through to even my family members who live all the way in Malaysia, which is wild. Wow, <laughs> that is really cool. Nick Kwa, thank you so much. You're the best. You are the best as well. And I hope you have a fantastic end of the year. Nick Kwa, always a fun guest to catch up with. He's got a podcast all about podcasts. It is called Servant of Pod. Up next, unsurprisingly, it was a weird year for TV as well. You've probably read the think pieces all about how people tended to gravitate towards kind of like nostalgia watches this year, whether it was Gilmore Girls or West Wing or 30 Rock or whatever. But there was some pretty great stuff out there. And Margaret Lyons, TV critic for The New York Times, has one very specific recommendation for you. Teenage Bounty Hunters. (laughs) I think this is like totally under the radar and super, super funny and awesome. That's on Netflix, right? 
that is on Netflix, and it unfortunately already been canceled, which is a tremendous bummer. <laughs> but this was just like a really, really fun, bright, different kind of show. What about you? Well, I'm new to Atlanta, but I've been bounty hunting just shy of ten years. Oh yeah, we're bounty hunters too. That I gathered. And also, she got laid today. Oh, congratulations! Ew. Ew. Jesus. But yeah, she did, and I'm really proud of her. Oh my God, thank you. You're just weird. So I haven't seen it yet. It is on my to-watch list because I was like, oh, hot teenagers doing crazy things. I'm in. <laughs> uh, is it like Buffy-ish? It's Buffy-ish. I would say <laughs> it reminds me a little bit more of Gilmore Girls and Pushing Daisies. Oh, weird. Um, okay. So it has like that very pop-inflected lot of banter. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I would strongly recommend it to anybody who really likes Paris on Gilmore Girls. They're sort of a pretty similar character. <laughs> Paris Geller, the like impossibly bossy girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's less Buffy in terms of like supernatural stuff. And mm-hmm. I think more like Veronica Mars with that kind of darker, oh, like wow. I'm an outsider. I have to solve these crimes. There's stuff that I don't understand about the world because I'm young, but there's stuff that I have a different perspective on because I'm young as well. Mm-hmm. I just really like this show a lot. I was like... It's been my thing. I, like, all of my friends have been talking. Like, have you watched this? Did you watch James Bond? <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm excited. Now it's top on my list. So I'm curious if there's a show that kind of helped get you through the year that didn't actually come out this year. I would say for me, it's ER, which, you know, came out in 95. <gasps> it's on Hulu now. I had never seen it before. And it's been great. So, yeah, I'm curious if if they're like, what is your ER of this year, Margaret? <laughs> so, OK, to be clear, this is not my ER. <laughs> Yara is my ER. <laughs> I got really into like stories of deprivation because of Quar. And hmm. so I watched all of Naked and Afraid and a bunch of Naked and Afraid XL <laughs> and a, all of Alone, which I'm also obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Just all of these kind of like high control environments with like a lot of deprivation and the kind of like, how do you kind of go crazy? <laughs> what makes you go crazy? Like, where do you kind of lose touch? And so you just leaned into the void, essentially, is what you're saying. A little bit, just so I could figure out like which of the things that I had were still going to be good anchors towards like normalcy and sanity and um, Mm -hmm. viability. How do you deal with the monotony? How do you deal with um, Hmm. like feeling like everything's happening and you're not part of it, that you're sort of like unstuck from time. And then how do people, I've also obviously been kind of worried about um, how do you kind of deprogram a nation from believing conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. and outright falsehoods and, and people who had otherwise participated in a a world of reality who are now totally divorced from that and being absolutely baffled at how you can kind of lose somebody so completely to something so outrageous. Yeah. So I've been like really trying to figure out and understand and develop a better vocabulary for deprogramming and um, how people kind of wake up from mass delusions and how people kind of either get their lives back or don't from this kind of death cult. That is some dark shit, Margaret. I mean, it's a dark, (laughs) shitty time. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Margaret Lyons, thank you so much. You're the best. I love doing this show. Anytime. I get it, but I am one of those people definitely who likes to get away from the void and kind of lean towards the light. And one thing recently that helped me do that that I want to make sure you watch or at least know about 
is a show that came out fairly recently on Apple TV+. Plus. It's called Ted Lasso. It stars Jason Sudeikis, and it's about him as sort of a small-town college football coach from Kansas who gets hired to coach British football, also known as soccer, in London. And it is just like such a fun, bright celebration of enthusiasm and curiosity and delight, I think. Most of the time, change is a good thing. I think that's what it's all about. Embracing change, being brave, doing whatever you have to so that everyone in your life can move forward theirs. Ted Lasso, it's great. It's on Apple TV Plus. Check it out. In just a minute, friend of the show and Vocalo music host Jill Hopkins will determine the song of 2020. Macaroni in a pot. See you in a moment. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Max, And listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. So we can't talk about the best stuff of the year without talking about the song of the year. And to help us do that, we have with us the host of Jill in the Afternoons on Vocalo, WBEZ's sister station, Jill Hopkins. Hey. Hello. Hi, Greta. Hi. Is it called Jill in the Afternoons? Did I make that up? Oh, it's it's Jill Afternoons. Like, Jill. Oh, hey, hey, Jill Afternoon, everyone. What's happening? Because <laughs> you're so Jill. It's just so Raven. It's Keeping like- it Jill. Take a Jill pill was also on the list of rejected titles. (laughs) I love it so much. Um, Okay, so I feel like this question in some ways is kind of unfair just because 2020 was so weird uh, in so many different ways. But have you had a chance to kind of reflect on all the stuff that came out this year and and think about what the best new song of 2020 was? Um, I, I gotta say, I didn't listen to nearly as much new music as I did, as I would usually have in a regular year. Um, cause I was nestled inside of a weighted blanket of nostalgia for the most part. But I will say if my, uh, Christmas sweater purchase of 2020 is any indication, mm-hmm. uh, the, the song of the year is WAP. <laughs> WAP. That is a very, very, very good choice. I said certified free, seven days a week. So there was this Twitter thing. It was a, like a Gen Z person, like high school student. that was like, did you guys know that the clothing brand FUBU is black owned? It means for us, by us. And everybody was just like, oh, my sweet summer child. Of course we knew that. And so I feel like this song and Cardi B's entire career and Megan Thee Stallion's entire career is like the FUBU brand for strippers. It's for us. It's by us. This is the song that you listen to when you go out with like a goal in mind. Mm-hmm. This is like that song, like if you were a wrestler and you were coming out of the tunnel 
and your primary goal was to get laid, this would be the song playing in the background. I have to say it was so much fun to send a link to that song to my mother and then to explain to her the acronym that came out of it, DAP, which she thought was hilarious. Amazing. Yeah, there was a lot of explanations that had to happen cross-generationally, cross-culturally with this song. We got good memes. We got great memes out of it. That's a very good point. I have to ask you also, so what is the Christmas sweater? How... What is it? Describe. So it, it's a Christmas sweatshirt, really. Okay, okay. It's, just, it's a it's a pullover black sweatshirt that I got mm-hmm. in like an extra like a super large size, so like wear it under over some leggings, and it's like you know the cross stitch type yes. print of <laughs> Megan the Stallion and Cardi B in like those off the shoulder numbers that they wear at the beginning, mm-hmm. and the text says there's some hoes in this house. <laughs> It's like Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. ho. Uh-huh. So uh, targeted advertising on Instagram was like, hey, you need this. And I was like, you're right. You're right. Oh and then God. I paid $25 and it should be here any day now. Oh, good for you. I am so happy for you about that. So I think a lot of people maybe focused less on keeping up with stuff that actually came out this year and just went straight to the like nostalgia listens for the sake of comfort. Mm, Um, I wonder, is there anything that didn't come out this year, but that has just been on repeat for you just because like, because it helped you get through 2020. So over the summer, I just listened to a lot of like eighties pop. Mm. Like I'm looking at like echo and the bunny man and Peter Gabriel And that one Run the Jewels album that came out this year. (laughs) Jill Hopkins, I love you. Thank you so much. I love you too. And here's to 2021, huh? Here's to 2021. I am looking forward to a calendar year where the Drizzly delivery driver isn't like, oh, hey, girl. (laughs) You again? Here's your box of friends. Yeah. it for our show this year thank you for being with us we are just so grateful for you and we can't wait to see you in 2021 even if i continue to sit on the floor of this closet the show is produced by me along with justin bull and our executive producer is brendan banazak happy holidays happy new year and yeah let's make next year just a little bit better huh like i feel like we have to keep the bar kind of low but you know still going to be better. Okay, bye. 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 Happy New Year. Nerdette is supported by the Sympathizer podcast from HBO. Join host Philip Nguyen in conversation with the cast, crew, and author Viet Thanh Nguyen as they discuss the making of this historic HBO original limited series. Stream new episodes of HBO's The Sympathizer Sundays exclusively on Macs and listen to The Sympathizer podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.